with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I'm ready. I'm rested. I'm ready to go. All right. You're looking good. Did you lose weight? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. I did for a couple of days, and I ate a lot of ice cream on my vacation. So, so how much ice cream? Wait, so where'd you go? I was pretty local. I was out in Palm Springs area, um, stayed at a resort, then went down to San Diego for a few days. I had a tan for like a day and a half, but yeah. I'm Irish, so it goes away he, really he quick. He was red for a day. <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I was red for a day. And then I was on a good one, drinking a lot of water, but then I you know, fell off and hey, ate a lot of ice cream. It's hard to look sexy, you know? <laughs> so tonight, um, I got two of my good friends in studio. Uh, Sean McKeon is back. And we got um, Phil Evans back from um, Australia uh, once again. And if you guys um, don't know who he is, I had him on a past show, and we were talking about his uh, testimony. I would highly recommend going back and listening to the show. It was seriously intense and powerful, um, just talking about growing up and not uh, having a, a father that was around. And we know that's a, a huge uh, subject in this culture. We're living in the fatherless generation, mm-hmm. and a lot of you guys could probably relate to it. It was very powerful, so suggest to do that. So thank you for being back. Uh, Phil, I thought it would be awesome just to get all three of us in, Yeah, uh, like-minded people. We got Phil representing Australia, Sydney, Australia. And we got you uh, representing uh, the taco shop. <laughs> <laughs> You're the ice cream man, too. You eat yeah, way more ice cream it. than me, that's for sure. Okay, so check this out. I'm going to tell you about my vacation. Well, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even a vacation. <laughs> actually, I got, I, yeah, I actually uh, I went out to Hawaii. I know it sounds like a vacation, but I actually went to Hawaii to pitch the Kill the Noise tour to uh, uh, like 400 people. Uh, leaders, pastors, and the whole conference was about, it was called like uh, Revival, the Word of God, and the Power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. I didn't even know that was the subject until I showed up to the conference. I was like, perfect. I'm going to tell you guys about this worldwide revival mm. we're part of. So we went there, we booked a bunch of schools, and we're going back to Hawaii to tour. But I got to be in Hawaii, mm. so the place I was staying had this bomb ice cream shop. And literally, it started off with like, I'm like, yeah, let me get a scoop. And I was like, let me do two. <laughs> and then I looked at my dad. He's like, hey, I'm going to get two chocolates. <laughs> so he got two. I got two. And then the next night, we stepped it up. I went three. And uh, pretty much, I continued to do so three. So basically, every at. night ended in the, the ice cream Every place. single night. But then I started feeling guilty. <laughs> so I started going to the ice cream shop earlier. <laughs> so I'd, I'd eat the ice cream at night, and then I'd eat the salad you know, for dinner. But, I would, but what happened is instead of eating two – like eating a meal and eating two scoops, I would eat three scoops, <laughs> and then I'd do the salad at the end. Wow, you know, whatever, like, from just forever my mind, you know, to make me sleep well yeah. at night, you know, whatever. But then I went to In-N-Out and got a triple animal style. How about animal fries? Animal fries. Oh, my. Mm. Always. <laughs> I just I discovered I took, the joy of... I took him, yeah. Austin, or uh, Austin. I took uh, uh, Evan, uh, Phil to get... Uh, I was going to almost call you Austin Carlisle. Yeah, um, cool. Took Phil to get... Very similar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so today, um, tonight, I want to talk about um, kind of just like what God's doing around the world. You recently just got back from a trip. You Actually, you're, you're going all the way around the world. Yeah, man. We worked, we worked it out last night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So t- tell us about it. You started <sighs> yeah. off in Sydney. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in Sydney, Australia, uh, which is pretty far from here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 
Yeah, left there, flew over to Kenya, uh, did a week in Kenya. So we've got a, a church that we work with over there and uh, talking about some church planting stuff and discipleship. Um, I'll tell you, the, the church in Africa is uh, is thriving while yep. the church mm. in the West is on decline. So uh, I think those voices are really significant for us in the West uh, mm. if we're to see churches strengthened. And, tell, uh, tell us what the difference is. Like, I've never been to Africa, Kenya. Yeah, man. Um, what, what, like, what do you see the difference in, in like the church? Like, what, what's it like versus from Australia too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's the differences, man? The church. So I'll, I'll, I'll answer that question with a story. So I went yeah. to a young adults uh, event. So there's a church in, uh, in downtown Nairobi called City Lighters Church. And it's uh, started by a young guy, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. And in, in a year, it's grown to about 500 yeah. people. And everyone That's will be fast. under 30. Like when I preach there, I'm looking around going, I, wow. yeah, I felt like I was, I'm, I'm 33 and I felt like I was, you know, over the hill. Wow. Uh, so you boys would be stuffed. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Seniors. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a special section for that. Uh, but it was amazing, man. And then uh, that was on the Sunday. Uh, and they've got all the influencers. So they've got like the Justin Biebers of Kenya and oh, you yeah. know, these guys have got millions. They're all going to the church. Yeah, man, getting saved. That's wow. um, amazing, man. And then. On the Tuesday night, I went to their Bible study, and I was meant to speak at that. And it's on this rooftop out mm. in the open uh, in the city, and uh, there would have been three, 400 young adults there mm. for this Bible study. And uh, after about three hours, so they started off by sharing, uh, sharing reading through a chapter um, of, of Ecclesiastes. I think they were doing Ecclesiastes <laughs> 2. Um, mm. And for three hours, they passed the microphone around as these young people, anywhere from 12 years old to 30, just like unpacked this passage and there was conversations. And and, and three hours later, he's like, all right, you can get up and speak. And I'm like, oh dude, my I, God. this sermon has been preached like 15 <laughs> times over. So I got up and spoke for about two minutes and just brought it home and, you know, and, 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 and prayed over them because I was like, man, this... This is church. Whoa, right? that's you know, crazy. It was amazing, man. So, and then they had the people there who were kind of, you know, you know, bring it into line and things if things were getting out of hand. But it was, um, you just don't see that. Um, and they, those guys that. are those guys are the influencers of the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in the, in that country, is it? Um, what's the religion there? Is it yeah, more so like Muslim? Is no, no. Or? So it's predominantly Christian. Okay, um, it's, in Kenya it's, now. Yeah, it always has. So uh, I think it's like ninety percent. Wow. Like Christian, but again, cultural. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. To, you know, they're kind of based on Christian values. Dude, and that like is that. unreal. Um, so that's the first stop. Yeah, that was awesome, man. So those guys are doing amazing things. Um, we connect with a church there called Nairobi Chapel. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers on how many churches they've planted around Africa and around the world. Um, I'm going to take a punt and say it's like 150 um, out of this church. So mm. they send, you know, so it'd be similar church size to... Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, around 5,000 people. Mm. They send groups of anywhere from 30 to 100 multiple times a year to plant churches. Um, and, uh, yeah, all over. Out in the West, all over Africa, all over Kenya. Um, a lot of their pastors mm. are, are, are guys in their 20s, um, just going out, taking steps of faith, mm. taking their families to new places. And, uh, yeah, it's just inspirational, man. Heck, because, yeah. Um, they said, I don't know who it was, but... About 10 years ago or 20 years ago, someone said the time is coming where the West will stop sending missionaries to Africa and Africa will start sending missionaries to the West. And, yeah. and we're dead smack in the middle of that now. We are. You know, I had the opportunity to, to hang out um, the other day with Phil and we were talking about this. And 
you know, talking about going to Australia first and something that you said the other day kind of just really hit home. You, you were talking about how if people are in the church and, you know, they have a faith in Christ, it's legit. It's genuine because there's not that that cookie cutter Christian culture aspect that has been prominent in here in the United States and many places. Um, but it's not really lived out. It's like going through the motions aspects, and maybe they know all these songs, they know all this, you know, cookie cutter kind of stuff, but they don't have this broken relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And over there, it's like walking as a believer, you know, you don't have any benefits. You were saying you're almost like isolated a little bit more mm-hmm. from society. And um, what happens is it's not, you don't get that genuine aspect, mm-hmm. you know? And I think as you look at, history you know you look at the church and we know this you look at the book of acts like the church like grew and so it's numbers but it was in the midst of persecution where it was like it wasn't popular to be christian actually it would cost your life and for us you know and what you said it is true there are going to be people and there already is people coming from other nations coming here to share the gospel because our nation even though they know of god they don't know him personally, they're, they're, and you're seeing it in our culture. They're, it's funny that you say it because they're laxadaisy on 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 um, evangelism, right? American yeah. Christianity, right? Yeah. That's why the missionaries are coming over to do evangelism. Yeah. Sure. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, it's all good, Christian. Yeah. You know, just that whole like lifestyle. There's no urgency. And mm-hmm. I'll say that's that's still the same in Australia to get a. a Someone to to share their faith and to actually live out that missional lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah. is still is still very difficult. And because I think the culture is so hostile towards yeah. it, yeah. you know, like I um, you've gone from, you know, when I became a Christian, kind of towards the end of high school, it was seen as like the nerdy thing to do. Yeah, you right. know, it was like straight laced. You know, like yep. mm-hmm. oh here we go. You know, you got got religion sort of thing. Now it's you're seen as a bigot. You know, you're seen as full of hate. You're seen as someone who, you know, your 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 opinion and your perspective has no value, and um, that's a tragic thing. Yeah. But uh, but because of that, people don't want to they want to put themselves out. They don't so be, I yeah, think they don't we, need, we need to see a, a a rejuvenation of of people's just passion to say, man, I'll, I'll take this thing to the ends of the earth, if it, even if it costs me my life, as, as Sean was saying. You know, like, and that's what the, that's what's going on with Australia. As you give your life to God, that's the difference between. American Christianity, and I mean, you, you have to literally, if you're a Christian in that country, you have a, mm-hmm. it's, people are not psyched on you at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I think that there's, there's differences, and there are, there are similarities as well, because that aspect, you know, we're seeing this in our culture as well, United States of America, people are walking with the Lord and have, have a voice and communicate, um, that it is looked at as a bigot as well, mm-hmm. you know, or you're close-minded, yeah. or you hate these people, and now Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, actually you, you hate gays, or you hate these people, or you hate this, and it tries to put you in a box. They're trying to market that right They're trying to market it For huge, sure. because they, they want to discredit the whole volume of God's Word, of His truth, and we're seeing the moral decay in our nation like never before. Like I, we're seeing it skyrocket in every aspect. You're seeing it more. And we've always talked about it. And we and Ryan, we brought it up multiple times on the show. Um, and it's been a um, process over time, over the last 50, 60 years. But in the last couple of years, there is just a strong push because things can be so inundated so quickly because of the rapid information that's out yep. there. Um, 
Man, we're living in some crazy times right now. But for us as believers that are really walking with God, we have to take this time to really be sensitive to God's voice. Just as anybody walking with the Lord strong in Australia or Africa or wherever, like Jesus says to the Samaritan woman, there is coming a time when the true worshiper shall worship in spirit and in truth, not religion. Not because religion's not going to reach anybody, yeah. you know, um, these do's and don'ts kind of mentality. People have to see that you live a spirit-filled life, yeah. and you make them, um, you stir up their appetite for what you have, yeah. you know, the, the peace that you have, the rest that you find in the Lord, knowing that you're not perfect, you know? And I think that as you look through Scripture, you see men and women that were not perfect. They had a lot of issues, or they went through struggles. Even Paul went through struggles um, he would say that, man, there's things that I don't want to do and I find myself doing sometimes and this battle, the spiritual warfare battle that, that's there. Um, but a, a lot of times society likes to put you in a box where you're like unrelatable if yeah. you're a Christian. But it's not true. And the reality of it is we're just people, uh, all of us are, are born into this earth trying to make sense of why we are, are here. I believe that the Christian faith has many great answers to those deep questions of life. And I don't think it should be discredited, especially when you're seeing a nation hurt so much. Depression, anxiety, you know, confusion on every aspect, whether it's sexuality, whether it's identity as a whole purpose. All these things are just spinning people's minds going so many different directions. Now, with that said, when you're in Kenya, what was the – because, I mean, they have technology, obviously, and – what, what Did you see the same kind of effects on the youth there with what we're seeing with um, the rest of the world with, with the depression, anxiety, and stuff like that? Or Yeah, I mean, it's definitely present. I don't think it's on the same level. Um, yeah. I had an interesting conversation with uh, a lady uh, who's in ministry there, yeah. and she was saying that a lot of kids go to Canada, the U.S., or Australia for, for university okay. from Kenya. Mm-hmm. And uh, they see a marked difference in them when they come back. Really? Around all of those things. Like what? Around depression, around uh, hardness towards uh, God. um, That that two, that three or four years that they spend in our cultures, Canada, US, Australia. I think some of them go over Europe. Oh, yeah. Um, It's... uh, it's they, they, there's actually a marked difference in them in their mm. hardness and in some of the things that they bring back and that's um, that's the same effect too obviously when like when you hear about like our like kids that grew up in church or whatever that are walking with god once they get out of high school and they go to college it's like the i don't know the statistic mm. but the rate of them just being gone just yeah. like yeah. duns because the, the you know the the teachers university teachers they yeah. just drill them like are you kidding me yeah. like right. yeah. make a fool out of them in class yeah, yeah. that's nuts yeah. yeah, the the pull's so strong, that's why. Mm-hmm. And that's why there is that, that warfare. Um, and it, it and that's what the world does. It puts a burden on you. It puts a burden on you, and you got You react in some way. Mm-hmm. You, you know, um, you can take so much stuff, and that's why you're seeing the pressures of young people. Right, Ryan, you birthed, um, God led you to uh, birth this, kill the noise tour of like just, because there is truly so much noise I was watching something on on television just earlier this week as people are going getting back into school. A teacher having these like little pouches that they were like checking in all the kids' phones as they came in, mm. and they were trying something new for the class. And they've actually Where, seen what, what grade is I, I, I want to say it's high school. Right. Um, and they were turning in their their phones just. Uh, before class or whatever, and they're already seeing improvements in their attention span oh, and everything dude. like that. Yeah. 
And it is true. I mean, just on a small microscopic See, the level of like all that, that, there's going to be they're they're going to be putting some rules into place with this oh, whole technology to, thing at this point. To, yeah, your mind gets all over the place. Yeah. You, you can't focus, and so it's going to probably get to the point where they they have to check them at the beginning of school, mm-hmm. and then they get them out like at at the end, or you know, mm-hmm. there, there's going to be some drastic yeah. changes with that whole thing. For you, as you've been able to travel and being a pastor in Australia, where is it kind of like stirring your heart in this aspect? Like, what do you see as the big challenges that you're facing right now as you go back home? What, what, where is your burden? What's your burden in your heart right now? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think I think in Australia, people are, uh, you know, that that overwhelming connection that we talk about with kill the noise mm. is is just so real for people of all ages yeah um in australia you know suicide depression all those things are all-time high the same as here um the thing that's really uh, been a burden on my heart is to really see people move from um, an apathetic comfortable christianity to just you know like i said to some guys just the other week i said like i would love to see you late for church because you've stopped to be with someone you know what i mean like that sort of thing it's like man like let's not just let's not just play church let's not just go through the rhythms um go through the the processes but let's actually see you know our our church is full of full of amazing godly people um but if each of them took what they had and and took it into their workplace and into their their homes the church um, would be growing oh and the country (laughs) would be would be transformed yeah um i just think there's such a Australia is a very comfortable country for most people. You know, it's it's mm. a economically and things. It's a it's a healthy place. It's yeah. a it's a relatively safe country. You know, it's one of, ranked one of the safest countries in the world. Like, um, and it's not until that crisis that people suddenly go, oh, "What's going on?" But they don't turn to the church anymore. Yeah, they turn to all sorts of different things. Mm. You know, um, and so I just I just want to see the church become. Uh, I can't remember, uh, I think his name's Jerry Cook. I could have that wrong. But he talks about the church as either a field or a force. So the church is a field as it's nice and neat and contained and people come and they graze and they eat and they get their fill. But the church as a force is something where, you know, we, we, we come together and we're stronger together and we go out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my heart is to see mm-hmm. the church as a force that, you know, that just that, that breaks down the walls of the church mm-hmm. and, uh yeah. When you when you uh, were, were traveling on this trip from Kenya, where you went to, what was the next thought? You went to, uh, you went to Dubai. You ended up. In I Dubai went to Dubai. From, That's how, how, <laughs> Dubai. Did you, uh, did you still pit stop? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah airport. airport. I went to Milan as well on my way to New York. I don't know why I went there, but that was just airports. They all look the same. Um, <laughs> uh, spent a night in New York City with some friends, and then uh, spent a few days in in Indiana. Yeah, how was that? Um, that was good, man. That's again people that we've kind of talking church planting with and discipleship we've done a lot of discipleship in partnership with them um and uh we've yeah kind of developed some stuff around relational discipleship as opposed Mm. to classes where someone goes for 10 weeks and yeah sits and does a class and gets a tick and then goes on the next class it's like what does it look like to actually equip people Mm. to walk one-on-one with someone and um and not just at a leadership level but actually equip our people Mm. uh our, our heart and our hope is that within uh, by the end of next year, uh, 2020, by the end of this three-year vision, that we would um, have seen uh, everyone in our church engage in a dis- one-on-one discipleship relationship, either as a, as the person discipling or as someone who's kind of coming to to hear and, and glean. So that's what that was about. And then uh, then I was over in Ohio, where I've spent a fair bit of time over the years working in the prison system. 
Um, so my friends Pat, Pat and Sarah Davis over there, um, and hopefully get the whosoever's connecting. They're doing some stuff in juvies and stuff. I'd yeah. love to get you out there, man. Yeah. Um, do the kill the noise, but they've just started a church called the Fringe, um, which is all for just people on the fringe. They got you know I spoke at their church. I spoke was at their recovery um, program they have, and you know it's people from the streets. It's it's people just coming out of jail. Mm. Um, it's an amazing thing. They've set up an art. So they've got a cafe with it. It's like an art gallery, yeah. street art. Um, just a just a beautiful expression of. of and that's um, the church. Yeah, it's just the art yeah, gallery in Hamilton, Ohio. So and it makes yeah. it so much easier uh, just for people to walk in. Yeah, it's a great it's a great way oh, to mate, uh, these guys. To fish, fish for yeah, people. these guys. If you if you're around uh, the Hamilton, Ohio area, those guys are guys to connect with for well, sure. What was the vibe mm. like uh, in that in that area? I mean, you're out here obviously in L.A. and you've been cruising around Orange yeah, County. Yeah. What, what's what's the vibe like there? Uh, in in Ohio, yeah. in Hamilton. Um, it's very different. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot uh, lower socioeconomic, uh, particularly where we were. Mm. Uh, I think the city of Hamilton has gone through a lot of a lot of hardship over the years. Uh, it's the ground zero of the heroin epidemic in America. Mm. So there's, there's so more like people. Fentanyl and all that. Yeah, there's more wow. people per capita there uh, than anywhere else. Um, there's a massive housing crisis. Um, so it's it's the front line man of the yeah. uh, of the you know the poorer side of of society. Dude. Um, and uh, you know the the incarceration rates. I mean, right across the US are, are high, mm. uh, the highest in the world, in fact. But Ohio, within the US, has the highest incarceration rates. Wow. Um, you know, they just got just got people so you think cycling, that, huh? cycling yeah. through prison, and um, so we went into some prisons and we did a music therapy program. So using music, uh, teaching people to to express themselves, to share their story, to find hope. You know, some of them are lifers. Some of them are getting out, you know, sooner rather than later. But for all of them, it's like music, you know. Yeah. As, as, as we all know, is such a just it breaks down all all barriers, and you know, mm. there's so much so much powerful imagery in, in music that can mm. that can really help restore and, and point people to to hope uh, and ultimately to Jesus. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so it's a really cool thing. That's dope. And then yeah. from there, you ended up coming. Now you're here, Cali, baby. Yep, got to teach at. Uh, Got you at Friday W Live night. Yeah. Friday night and then Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. So did people like him, Sean? No. No? That's what I keep <laughs> hearing. I, I keep reading, leave the, room uh, I keep reading <laughs> the blogs. <laughs> no, no. Actually, they, they loved it. You know, And one thing that's cool, I had an opportunity to listen to him teach uh, before he came through because I just kind of wanted to hear, hear your heartbeat. And uh, it was cool. It was like the same, the same heartbeat. Same heartbeat. You know? yeah. And a lot of guys said the same thing, not just the people from the, the congregation, people that come, but some of the pastors and leaders. So... That's great. It's always cool when you're able to connect like that, where you're kind of like on the same page, um, because we are in the, this battle together. Yep. I, I think that um, we need more people, because it, it's so true, dude. Like you, it, I know it sounds cliche, but it's like, you don't know how many days you have left. Yeah. You don't know how many opportunities you're going to have, and we have to be able to walk through those opportunities, and for people that are doing doing stuff, you got to be able to support them. Um, be able to pray for them, encourage them, because it's a battle. You know, you pastor, leader over a congregation. I'm sure you go through battles. You know, we've talked about this 
There's pastors here that are battling with a lot of stuff because there is this warfare. There is this um, the, demonic um, oppression that takes place in some people's lives sometimes. The one that's want to quit the ministry to stop doing it. You ask yourself, am I being effective? You know, are they listening? Do they even want to come? Like all those things that you battle with. Or, you know, you're pouring into someone or they, they do you wrong. It, all those things happen. Mm-hmm. It's like the way of ministry. It's the way of life a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And you got to stay, like, encouraged. So mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm stoked that you're able to come out and I'm be able to teach that. and stuff like that. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I can be straight up, mm-hmm. um, you know, the last 18 months has been the hardest time of ministry for me. I mean, I've been doing – I was a youth pastor from 2009. So been doing full-time ministry for 10 years. The last 18 months have been – you know, hit after hit, mm. and it's been really hard. Um, and and one of the encouragements for me is, um, you know, the ministry of of the whosoever's of Calvary Chapel. Mm. You know, like I listen to the studies and, and the different things, and and I think you know, you've got something like the internet that can be so damaging, mm. but it's also you know, I think mm. the first way we connected was through social media. Yep. You know, and it's like, man, you know, it can be such a, a tool for good. And you know, I, I'd I'd almost go as far as say, I don't know if I'd I'd be. Uh, still pastoring right now if it wasn't for the, the the connection I've had with this place over the last five or six years mm. and so the, the ministry and stuff because, you know, in as much as I, I say to our church, man, you need to submit to the Word of God and to the preaching of the Word of God. As, mm. a, as a preacher, I need to submit to that too. Yeah. And I think too many of us get to that point of it's, you know, I'm just going to speak and I don't have to, you know, submit to anyone or anything. Mm. And whereas I go, man, like if I'm not submitting to, you know, you know, I've heard you preach so many times, Sean, mm. uh, and, and, and others and, you know, Pastor Chucks and Pastor Royal, like those, those studies and things, like that's, that's just, that's a, that's a lifeline, man. So, you know, I appreciate the ministry out of here. And and I said on, I think both times when I preached, I think something that's captured in the Whosoever's movement Mm -hmm. and in the Calvary Chapel movement that that I instantly connected with was the harmony between the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. I think too many movements have one or the other yeah, and they go after you know the, the signs and wonders and it becomes this, this crazy thing or they or people just get become it becomes this intellectual exercise right. just, just, oh. just trying to know the word of God and it's intellectual whereas what I've always just loved from when I and I heard about Calvary Chapel through the Whosoever's probably 2010 it was yeah. like the first time whatever yeah. but since then it's been man and it's not balance because when we talk about balance mm. we, we're talking about getting rid of something in order to yeah. promote something else there's a harmony yeah. There's a harmony that exists in the ministry of this place and of the whosoever's, and and that's what that's what I seek to to live out in my church, and, and so I just want to honour that and and just say that's 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 something that the world, not just the US, not just Cali, but the world needs is yep. is that that richness of the word and the spirit, and those two things together, there's nothing more powerful. Mm. That that's powerful. exactly what the church, a lot of people are missing. You, just mm. the, the actual Christian, yep. you know what I mean? They're either. You know, we we we've we've have friends on both sides. You know, mm-hmm. they're just going after the uh, all the just the signs and wonders. Yeah. But they're never they're never there's never any growth. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, let's go here to see the signs and wonders. And then you have the other ones that are like scared of God doing miracles. But if He's the same mm-hmm. yesterday, today, and forever, yeah, He's told us to go out and pray yeah. for people to yeah. heal them that, that are sick and cast out demons. The people that I mean, you, you look around with this whole mental health thing that's going on mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of demonic stuff going sure. going on here i mean i was just watching this this guy that just went to just get the last guy that did the shot up the walmart or whatever he's inside of the cell writing about you know lucifer's uh steal kill and destroy he's writing all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff but the guy's mm-hmm. clearly a devil worshiper mm-hmm. and this is why jesus has called us to do this stuff and this is what makes the 
the Christian life uh, exciting is to have the both in the word of God. He speaks to us, but then he's like, okay, I've spoke to you. You, you know what I'm about now go do yeah. what you're reading about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the excitement of, of ministry. And like you said, if everyone could just see that it's, like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't eat no. I don't eat no peanut butter sandwich, and I don't eat no jelly sandwich. You put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich together. That's the. Seven, right, that's right. the Christian walk right there. Literally, that is. And I, I think that's what like captured us too. It's like you know, walking with the Lord wasn't this. Okay, now I'm gonna go wear docker pants, and I gotta like you know look a certain way. <laughs> you get this perfect you know haircut, and you change all this outward stuff that sometimes people have been put these regulations on yeah. on aspects like that mm-hmm. and before you know it you they might know the lord they might be walking with god but they're ineffective when it comes to the things of the world. i've seen they people lose. lose their identity because right. they they because they created you like so look at you you're covered in tattoos you're you know you look skater or whatever like you know like you're like from the from the subculture of like rock and roll skateboard yeah. Yeah. that whole like lifestyle now imagine you become a christian and they're like okay uh three-piece suit <laughs> comb your hair over, get, get rid of your tattoos, yeah. or you know what I mean. Also, you lose your identity yeah. when when God created us with that. Those those um, the, He created us with those. Um, what, what's the word? Um, characteristics. Your characteristics and those desires and yeah. what you're into. Mm. Like you know, yeah. He created you with that stuff. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I gave my life to God. I got to get rid of all that stuff, and I got to become this this other thing. Mm. I've seen too many people lose their identity. And who God created him to be, and then like I mean, I think you even heard Chuck Smith say like, "Be who you are. Don't try and be this pastor." I've seen people try to mimic pastors. Right. You know, they start dressing like the pastor and start talking mm. like the pastor, and that's not who God created you to be. You have to be an individual, mm. who mm. you are. And when you're walking in that walk, that's when you're that's when you're comfortable in your own skin, and um, God starts blessing you because He created you to be that one person. Yeah. That, and that's what he's talking about, like the balance between one. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo Now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Like the balance between walking with the Lord, knowing His Word, being open by, to the Spirit of God, that balance, you know? And you, you said that you've seen that aspect through the Calvary, the whosoever, and because that influence, I, I've seen lived out. I saw, I saw it through Chuck's life. I saw it through your dad's life. It's like, I think, you know, sometimes th- people think they're going to get raw to get engaged in this crazy, you know, question and answer thing about the end time stuff, you know, to get closer with God. But in reality, he might crack a joke, you know, he might, you know, ministering to people eating tacos, you know, building a relationship with people like at a taco stand or ice cream place or at the gym and that kind of aspect where your relationship with God just becomes your life. Yeah. You know, it's not just, you know, the the bad misconception. Okay, I stopped doing drugs and the alcohol. That's why I walked with the Lord. Like. When I came to the Lord, I in somebody that partied and did drugs and smoked weed just about every day, it really, and I can attest to this, I didn't really count how many days I was sober. No. I, I really, because it, it changed the focus. No. Because I, there's so many people who get sober on different programs, all that kind of stuff. To me, it was much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It was 
the the heart issue. It was there's something that I'm created for. I want to discover what it is, yeah. and then you recognize something is true, and it's the Lord, and it changes everything. It changes your vision and changes your passion. You look at the world differently. You look at your friendships differently. Your family differently. Actually, you value those things more. Yeah. And uh, I, I think there's just that crazy misconception by people outside that think like going to church or walking with Jesus is this square life. It's not. It's actually there's more freedom in it than you could ever imagine because uh, people throw around that word, oh, you know, don't judge me, don't do this, or I'm free to do this, I'm free to do this. And I, I've, I've said this often. It's like, yeah, true, but freedom will never lead you into bondage. Yeah. And, and, there, and things of your lifestyle have led you into bondage. Just do a, a little bit of inventory in your life, and you'll see that the things of this life, world, drugs, alcohol, sex, and all those things that get out of control, out of the will of God, they destroy your life, and they bring you into bondage. And the only way to escape it, the only way to have freedom and liberty, is to be walking with Christ. Yeah. And it's an exciting life. It's not a boring life. Mm-hmm. you have anything else you yeah. want to say about that? Yeah, man. I mean, I think um, I think I talked about it last time I was here. But the, so often the Christian life can be about trying harder, and you know, sh- strive. I think I can. I think I can. But but God teaches us. He actually wants us to love differently. Mm-hmm. And when we learn to love differently, our our affections are somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, our affections aren't for the the things that we once found found peace in or found you know mm-hmm. our identity in. They're in they're in God and they're in the things that He delights in. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why it says he'll give us the desires of our heart, mm-hmm. not because he's just a genie that's going to give us whatever we want, but because mm-hmm. when we are truly transformed by him, the desires of our heart are actually reflecting his heart. So we learn to pray the very things that, that mm-hmm. he desires and yearns for and you know, is passionate about. And, and none of that will happen, listeners, unless you actually get into the Word of God. We always stress the Word of God so much. I know, like, you know, I know when I wasn't a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. you look at the Bible, you're out of the book, you know, yeah. the Bible, like a bunch of words on the page. No, but honestly, dude, this is like the life. This is his voice. Yeah. You read this and things start changing as we were talking about. The Word of God is his voice, and then you have the power of the Holy Spirit in us, and between those two things operating in your life, that's where life gets exciting. Yeah. I mean, if I just read the Bible all day long and had no power of the Holy Spirit in my life, I mean, I would it would it'd be very... You know, it'd be nice, but it wasn't the power. You need the power. Right. That's what shifts the atmosphere. That's what changes things. That's when God speaks to you and, you know, and, and he leads you and guides you in your life. It's just, it's, it's a must. There's nothing like being used by God. There's nothing mm-hmm. like it. It's like you, you can't explain it. That's like when people come uh, to faith in the Lord, they're always encouraged to do a couple things. Pray, right? That's communication with God. God wants to speak to you. You want to build a relationship with anybody, you have to communicate with them. And God desires you to pray where you can pour your heart out to the Lord. Lord, I'm having a bad day. Like I'm stressed out. Lord, help me. Or you're, you're battling with your wife or, or your husband or your children or, you know, multiple things. Did you, you have say children? Yeah. Oh, I pray all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you, you have multiple decisions you have to make. Prayer. The Word of God, as Ryan just said. Yeah. The Word of God is important. Why? Direction, guidance, mm-hmm. encouragement, yep. conviction, all those things that the Word does. Um, also, going to a church that teaches the Word. The Bible mm-hmm. says don't forsake the assembly of the brethren together. Why? You're able to be... Um, uh, we have to be a part of the body of Christ because you'll see growth. There, there's a purpose of the church. But also, they also encourage you. But this is the one that's the most neglected, to share your faith. And sharing your faith doesn't just mean 
preaching the gospel on a on a street corner. It is living out your faith. It's being used by God. It's about the gifts of the Holy Spirit working through you. Mm-hmm. And for me, in my life, those have been those moments where it's like it just gives me a burst of energy, of excitement. The first time I ever spoke in front of people when I was nervous and you see God go before you. The first funeral I ever did was for one of our good friends, younger brother that died of a heroin overdose oh, yeah. when he was 21 years old. And this because he was the younger brother, you had his his older brother and then our friends. And so there were there was thousands of people here. And I remember the week before it happened, um, I, ne- I wasn't a pastor at the time. I was just doing stuff here in the ministry. And Dale and Rawl told me to do the service. I didn't even, I've never done a funeral, you know? And I'm not really that much of an emotional person, but when I would speak about this kid, because I dealt with him a lot towards the end before he passed away, I'd get choked up. And I'm thinking, like, how am I going to be able to do this service? And all these people I grew up with, like, and I just remember the night before just staying at home, kind of reading, praying, the day of seeing all these people coming. I mean, tons. And I'm in the back hallway, and I'm pacing, I'm praying, and I'll never forget, as I went up to the pulpit to speak this clarity, this boldness, like God's Word just connecting and just hitting the hearts of the people, mm-hmm. and the connection with the people was nothing like, I, I, I mean, I've experienced after, but at that moment in my life, it was yeah. like, you know God anointed you to be able to teach, to proclaim God's Word, to communicate to people. And there's so many people that are out there right now, they don't know where their gifts are. You know, it might not be pastoring and teaching. It might be another aspect. It might be the gift of tongues. It might be the interpretation of tongues. It might be some mm-hmm. of these other gifts that when you don't experience like God's spirit moving in your life, you're going to be living this boring life. You're only going to be doing like the just the, 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 the base of stuff and not really experiencing the goodness and the power of God. And once you start experiencing that stuff, it just gets exciting. Yeah. You just want more and more. You know, you just, when you experience God just operating in your life, Mm. you just, just want to go deeper and deeper, but you gotta, you just gotta get in that zone. Mm. And you said before uh, that, that young guy who did the shooting in Texas was riding kill, steal and destroy. Yeah. But that's, that's not the end of the story. You know, like it's. It's, 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 uh, Jesus says in John ten ten, the yeah. thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come to give you life, life and life to the full. Like mm-hmm. this isn't meant to be settling down. Like this is leveling up. You yeah. know, like it's not about conforming to like like you say what we dress, what we whatever. It's about it's actually about you know a, an invitation to create something that in our own strength we could never even begin to imagine. Man, like I'm sitting here in in California with you guys. Like mm-hmm. if I was still a chump kid, you know. Just doing doing whatever for whatever I'll read. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't yeah. be doing we, this stuff. Uh, we know? wouldn't be here no, either. That's, right. that's it. But like this is, you know, it's a, I would say um, it's a manifesto of creativity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah you get to actually you're unleashed into something mm. that that in our own strength is is just totally beyond anything we can our imagine. Lives that absolutely astound people. Mm-hmm. People should see a marked difference um, because we we follow Jesus. We, they should see a marked difference because when we when we are in culture and we've got to be in culture. Yeah. That people look and they go, man, there's something up with this guy. Yeah. There's something different. You know, uh, Peter and John later on, uh, when they were dragged before the leaders, you know, these guys, they could tell that they'd been with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. You know, like there's, this, there's something about them. And yeah. these, these dudes weren't, weren't looking to, to, yeah. um, to encourage them or anything. They wanted to jack them up. But they go, man, we can see that they've been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be, man. Mm. That people go, I don't, and I've had mates say it like, 
I had a good friend who I went to high school with say, you know, I never believed in God. Because of you, I believe in God. I'm not ready to follow him. But, you believe, but he believes. <laughs> but because of what I see in your life, there's no doubt for him now that there's a God. Yeah. Now, he's still doing the party life and wanting yeah. to do his own thing. And, and but that's the testimony. Yep. But it's like, man, that's, that's, I can only do that much. You know, it's God who does, does the rest. And you know, he's got to come to a place, as I did, where you go, man, I've got to stop blaming people and stop making excuses and actually recognize that I'm, I'm jacked up and mm-hmm. I'm broken and I'm in need of a savior. And that's what repentance is, and, you know. And that's, but, what, and that's more he's rela- got to come to that place. And yeah. that's more relatable too, even with your friend. Yeah. You know, because you're like, you know, like like me and you. And I, I know we all, hey, dude, like I'm like I'm not perfect. No. I got to figure it out. That's why I need Jesus Christ. He's changing my life, and that's what's the beauty of it. That's what's attractive. Hmm. Is that the, that's the attractive of the message that He died on the cross for our sins. He forgives us. We're all works in progress. Yeah. That makes the the um, the relationship with Christ so much more attractive to. It's not religion, and it's it's relatable. Like, yeah, I'm messed up, and I I need to figure things out. And well, if he can do it, I can do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not this rigid like a bunch of rules and regulations. Yeah. That actually gets rid of the whole rules yeah. and regulations right there. I'm messed up. I don't got figured out. Yeah. I'm trying to get it together myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, one thing you said earlier, and I've been thinking about the last like 20 minutes or whatever, and you saying how like. This ministry has impacted you, whether, you know, watching through teaching, watching through Ryan teaching myself and different stuff. And on the back end, like us here, you know, we're just battling with our day in and day out lives. So you guys don't realize that there might be some days, man, I just feel like driving my car and just bouncing for like, yeah. you know, some hours or had a, just a, you know, an argument or just a bad day or just a stressed out day. And like you might be battling like us have at different times. You're like, dude, this is too hard or yeah. whatever. But you said by faith and you go, you teach, and you, you try to stay faithful to your call, and it's used as a blessing to other people other than the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. To me, that's like, tri- it's a trip to me, <laughs> yeah. because um, it, it's right, is what Ryan was just saying right now. We're not perfect. We, we, have, we have battles in our lives, you know? It's always continue looking at yourself, you know? Um, I'm very mindful, and, and I think that I'm very mindful of who I was, um, you look at your own inadequacies, you know? Yeah. You're not a speaker. You weren't good in school. You, you failed in a lot of these different things at different aspects of your life. You know, there's warfare that's added on to that. And, you know, you can question those things at time. But then you're reminded in those moments where God uses you. It's not about you. It's about the power of God working through you. Mm-hmm. I say that because there are probably people out there that they feel that oppression. They feel that discouragement. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're not good enough and they... I don't have the ability to. Well, its truth is, like, nobody's good. Nobody's good enough. Um, all of us have issues. All of us fall short. But it's about the power of God working in yep. and through our lives, you know. And I don't know. That was that was pretty mm. cool that you shared that because, to me, it's a reminder. Sometimes people don't realize sometimes because now they start to see, maybe they see Ryan and being able to speak and do all the things that God has done in his life over the years or myself teaching and the same thing ha- happens to you and they look at you as as a leader they look mm-hmm. at you as somebody that's impacted them greatly um but you look at yourself as like dude <laughs> like i'm just trying to keep it together at times and i've had those moments where people have given you some compliments or whatever and in my heart like it breaks me seriously because yep. it's like wow like mm-hmm. i i kind of feel like a failure at that you know i, I sometimes i feel like I, I don't got it all together and like yet yeah, you see a perspective that I don't see. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. I've found that the most, the times when I, I preach and I feel the most inadequate, yeah. 
and I get to the end of it and I'm like, man, I was just like pushing that thing out is when you get I get the most response. Mm-hmm. So I might like, put together this this message. I'm like, man, this thing's pimping, you know, mm-hmm. it's got all the all the funnies in the right places and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to the end and you're like, yeah, it was cool, you yeah. know. But then the one that you've just had to grind through and you're just faithful in and where you just lean more into God because you go, I've got nothing. I've yeah. got nothing. And, and, and those messages where you're preaching to yourself as you preach it, you know, you go, man, I need this probably more than anyone. And, uh-huh. you, and, then, and you get to the end and then just like the response and the, you know, the repentance and the things that happen, you go, far out, God. Like, yeah. it's all God. Yeah, all it's God. all God. All the time. It's uh, God. All. It's yeah, I forget. I mean, that, that brought some memories when I used to teach Shine. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes mm-hmm. I get off the stage and I just because when you get off the stage here, you can like just run out the back door, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just bounce, yeah. <laughs> and there's been times I'm just like in that green room, and I'm like, dude, what just happened? <laughs> I'm out of here, yeah. and I'll say, I walk out to like beeline it, yeah. and someone's like, wow, yeah, God just, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. I'm like, I'm literally running for my car right yeah. now. I'm going to be like hitting that five freeway quick. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the power of God. It's the power of God. It's, it's, you know, if the Holy spirit is, is, is taken from me, uh, dude, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's only the power of God. It's God's grace and the power through the word of God, reading the word of God. Like we talked about at the beginning and throughout the middle, you read the word, it's God's voice. It's his grace Everything that's happening in our life, it's His grace and His mercy, and then the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. Mm. And that's, I mean, you're, there's three guys that have come from, we're not perfect. We pretty much screwed up our, our lives, and now God's grace and His mercy in our life. So anyone that's listening, like, God could do anything with you guys. Mm. Anything. Just give your life to Him, surrender, and let Him just work in and through you. It's that simple. Mm. You know? Mm. As you get ready to go back to Australia in a little bit, um, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but like when you look at now the, this nation, the United States of America, I know you've been here before. What do you see as the greatest need in, in, our, in our nation? It's kind of a hard question, Oof. but what do you see as like the greatest need? I feel like there's so much division and disunity. Yeah, huh, big time. And even amongst churches, I haven't seen it here in Cali because I've just hung with you guys, but... You know, in some of the other areas I've been, spent a lot of time, there's, I've connected with different churches and the the rivalry between churches. Mm. Yep. Um, and I just think, you know, where there's unity, God commands a blessing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think we can all go a long way to keeping the main thing the main thing. Yeah. Like, it's about Jesus. You know, like, the, the, the political climate here and everything can be made about so many different things. Mm. Um but rarely do you actually hear the name of Jesus, mm. you know. Um, and so I just think, in as much as there's a there's a, a strong Christian foundation in this nation, I think that's got to that's got to come back to to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not not political party, not um, a party line, mm-hmm. not uh, the size of your church or the denomination. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think that's one of the things. I mean, in our area, I know of Sydney, we're very blessed to have a lot of unity amongst churches, and I know that's not everywhere. But what I do know is that I think, for the most part, churches in Australia, if someone's thriving, uh, and I, like, they're just glad that people are in church. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, when I look over and I see churches too, it's like, man, I'm just glad that mm. if someone leaves my church and goes to that church, I'm like, man, that hurts, always hurts. But I'm just glad that they're in church, man, yeah. that they're, yeah. they're in an environment where they're going to encounter the living God. And um, I, It doesn't yeah. matter how close churches are because... 
There's different pastors. There's different flavors. Exactly. You're going to identify with what you like. Mm. And we just we need more churches, more yeah. people connected and in in unity. You know. Yeah. Because well, I mean, you bring that up. There's a lot of division, though. It, yeah, you nailed it. D- division and divisions of the enemy. Yeah, I mean, biblically, you know, the enemy divides. He wants to seek, kill, destroy. He wants to divide the home. He wants to divide the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard it said before, like when in the Book of Acts, when the church began to grow, persecution was coming from the outside, and actually, yeah. it continued to grow. They got yeah. tighter amongst themselves, yeah. but then as time went on division and so it started to come from within from ananias and sapphira from the lying and all that stuff and the different aspects there was division inside that does more damage and the enemy you know adjusts his tactics and that's what he wants to do i mean what is one of the biggest marks of a church oh i don't go to the church anymore full of hypocrites or this or that or you know there's a division in the church and they get bitter and they 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 walk away or like you said churches say or our way is the right way and they're the wrong way and and there's division and if you look at the bible if you look at paul's letters and he's talking about hey as long as christ is preached like that's amazing like they're not trying to start start a war you know obviously praying that they're they're teaching good doctrine and stuff like that but is christ being preached that's the key and i think that heartbeat um you need to continue to have feel that that's amazing like being encouraged by other churches, what, what God's doing in the, those ministries, God will bless that yeah. because you, you recognize, you know, they don't need to come hear me. Um, they need the Lord. Yeah. And if they are having a relationship with the Lord in this church or that church or, or whatever, that's important. But God, he brings the increase. Yep. You know what I mean? No striving. He, he, he brings, yeah. if he wants your church to be a mega church, it'll be a mega church. If he wants your church to be three people, yeah. it'll be three people. Yeah. It's, he's the one that, he's the one that does it, you know? And even they reckon that from 50, a church of 50 people, you have uh, almost 100% participation in ministry and in, in tithing and things like that. You go to 100 people, you got 50%. You've got the same 50. Mm. Then you go to 500 people, you have somewhere between 50 to 100. So it's like we want big churches, mm. but like... Jesus ran with 12 dudes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had the 72 and he had the bet. He ran each day with 12 dudes. 12 dudes, yeah. And, uh, and I just think, yeah, that's, if, if, if our goal is big church, they're, they're good. They have their place. And you mm-hmm. know, but that's not, that should never be our goal. Mm-hmm. Should, our goal should be to be a true representation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the goal is to see people's lives transformed. Yeah. And so that people in our community can connect in and, and have a have have a life changing experience. You have more accountability, I think, in, in smaller churches because you know people. It right. seems like like when I did the Shine, you know, there was only like yeah. like towards the end, there was only like three hundred people there. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was like Thursday night compared to like being over here on the the big church. Yeah. But you know everyone. Yeah. Like I remember, I got to know everyone in Shine, mm-hmm. Orange County. I got to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I heard all the stories, what was going on. It's like every week, I had this relationship with the whole church and it was it was uh it was cool mm-hmm. but then when you get to the bigger churches it just turns into you know so you get lost there's so many people yeah. well that's why people could come in and out mm-hmm. no big deal there's no uh relationship so mm-hmm. it's goods and bads easier ways but the bottom line no matter what at the end of the day we need unity i believe mm-hmm. unity 100 percent. everyone just came together and and can um you know not talk down to people and, mm-hmm. and, and wreck people. That's what the, the enemy does. He just mm-hmm. wants to destroy people, slander people, divide yeah. people. That's all the works of the enemy. Meanwhile, 
the enemies out there get a hold of our kids doing the damage and you got the the church fighting you know yeah so yeah the other the other thing on the u.s Mm. is i think with great what is it with great power comes great responsibility Mm -hmm. to quote spider-man yeah Uh but the u.s has a huge influence Mm -hmm. the the united states church has a huge influence Mm -hmm. and so i would say to christians carry that carry that responsibility well Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, you're the podcast people are listening to, you're the shows people are listening mm-hmm. to, you're the conferences, the conference speakers that are coming out to our nation all around the world. And that's been the way for a long time. And so you have a unique opportunity that Australia doesn't have. We have to a point. You know, yeah. There's influence, but, but you guys are the biggest influence mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. So wow. what is that? How do, you, how do you carry that with the weight? That, that should should be carried with and be faithful to that and be steward that well. That's what that's what I'd encourage Christians and pastors and churches, man. Mm, that's amazing. People, people listen. The world is listening. Yeah. What are you What are you showing them? Yep. Love. Unity, love, and reach people, and the truth. You know, it's, it's not compromise the, the 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 gospel. Yeah, it, the it's not. You know that that cookie cutter. You know, two as Ryan used to say, the the cool ghost kind of aspect of ministry like that's not effective that's not what people need people need the truth people need genuine teaching that's led by the love of god that stands on the power of the word of god that's what changes lives Mm -hmm. that's it and it's not about you it's not about your outfit it's not about the way that you you are personally it's about the power of God working through you and you just being an open vessel. You know, that reminds me of this story of, uh, so we had this transgender, he was a boy and he was coming here and um, he met, came up to me and goes, <clears throat> Ryan, he's like, he's like, I just gave my life to God. Um, I'm actually in the middle of transitioning to, to a girl, you know, taking the pills and all that stuff. But he goes, I want the truth. He's like, I'm not going to be offended. He's like, just tell me what the Bible says. Like, just, just give me the truth. He's like, I'm going to keep coming to church here. Um, and, like, again, I just gave my life. It was like a week, a week ago. So he's like a second time in church. But he's like, give me the truth. And so everything was in love, and he wanted to know the truth. People want to know mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. And the truth is what changes them. They're, they're, they're desperate for the truth. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a transgender guy that's, that's going to trans, uh, transitioning from a boy to a girl. But yet, at the end of the day, he's like, I love God. Mm. I want to hear the truth. And that's what the world needs to hear, mm. the truth in love. You know, I didn't tell him, no, stop doing that. I'm just, okay, well, this is what the Bible says. Jesus loves you. And I believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, God can transform you. Yeah. And he's going to show you. I told him, he's going to show you who you are in Christ. Because yeah. God doesn't make mistakes in genders or anything like that. But I didn't have to come slap him over the head and be like, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Eve. It's just like, no, God loves you. And if you find your identity in Christ, you're going to find out that God makes no mistakes and that he did create you as a man. Mm-hmm. You know. And when I talked to this guy, he came from a very long line of abuse. Yeah. And, and the father, you know, no father. Mm-hmm. And then going into like an S&M relationship with older men and just wow. abused sexually and this whole thing. There was a lot more. So what he had to discover is that there was a father that loved him. Mm-hmm. And through that love relationship, God would change him. Wow. All right. Well, check this out. This is the end of the show. Phil, thank you for being on the show. Thanks McKeon, so thank you for being on the show. Um, people, listeners, don't forget to go to the whosoevers.com, 
We have amazing product. When you purchase it, it funds our high school tours. Download the app. Um, we have all the past radio shows and um, cool testimonies. The Gospel of John's up there. The whole thing. It's free. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you guys next Saturday night. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.